now tuned in to the greatest podcast in the world. From Auckland to Lebanon to even El Segundo. BTB got action in this bitch, okay? This is technically a business podcast and we're the top entrepreneurship show on Apple and Spotify. But technically, I do what the fuck I want. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the award-winning Behind the Baller podcast. This is professional podcasting. Museum quality podcasting. Do you hear me? Produced by none other than the eight-time podcast producers of the year, the Dust Brothers. And of course, I am your host, Ben Baller. Never Ben Simmons. Okay? (laughs) Also known as the Korean Liam Neeson, the Korean Don Cheadle, and now you can call me the mayor of Koreatown. What's good, y'all? This is the weekend wrap-up. Just got back from San Diego, man. Had a bunch of family as soon as I got in uh, at the house, you know, celebrating Father's Day. Um, We're going to get into San Diego in a little bit. Listen, first of all, let me retell, like, let me re-wish all the dads out there happy Father's Day, okay? Every single father out there, happy daddy gang, okay? A dad could be in the worst situation and the only words you'll ever hear from him are, don't worry, I'll take care of it, okay? And I promise you, that man is going to do whatever he can to make it happen, all right? He might be a little grumpy at times, right? But he's going to find a way because that's what we do as dads, all right? So salute to all the fathers out there. BB loves you. So by the time this airs, this actual episode, what are we at? I almost said 204, we went 194. Um, by the time this episode's air, fucking name, man. Miles, don't delete that part. <laughs> Just keep that fuck up right there. By the time that this episode airs, I will be in San Francisco. Uh, God willing, right? Uh, got some light work out there to do, you know, some meetings I can't do over Zoom, some paperwork I got to sign and all that type of shit. And I brought my baby boy, Ryder, a.k.a. Crazy French Rye. Yeah, by the way, he named himself Crazy French Rye. Not dead ass serious, okay? It is his first flight since the pandemic began. Yes, we're flying commercial. Doesn't fucking matter. We'll get into that in a little bit too as well. But let's see how Ryder does, you know. I want to know, know how many Robux you guys think I got to spend. Because he's, you know, obviously he is, a, as every kid his age, addicted to Robux. I'm wondering how much Robux am I going to have to spend on this 27-hour trip in the city of San Francisco. So yeah, back to the 619, guys. It was lit. Thank you to all the BTB Army members who pulled up. I appreciate all you guys. This event was so much more organized than the last, and it was a lot smoother compared to Hayward. Now, look, Hayward was lit. It was a fucking party. Hayward was wild, all right? Hayward was crazy, but this was just a lot different. There's a different crowd, a different city, totally different. Much love to Cookies Enterprises, uh, but not, not much love to the motherfucking Five Freeway. It took me four hours on Friday to get from L.A. to Dago. 
I know it was a Friday, but come on, dog. I left at like 12 o'clock. In fact, no, I got, it was over four hours. That shit was crazy. And I, I don't even know why the fuck. Yo, I didn't see no accidents. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Motherfucking rubbernecking. I don't get it. Um, Got my first manicure pedicure in San Diego. I know you guys are like, oh, who gives a fuck? Oh, fuck you. I'm telling you what's going on. It's the weekend wrap up, right? But yeah, it was a bitch. Traffic was, that's why I pulled over. Once I got to San, once I passed like Camp Pendleton, I was like, yeah, I'm pulling over. Fuck this shit. But actually, did I pull over in Ocean? Carlsbad today? Nah, nah, I think I was actually in San Diego. Well, you know, I don't know. Look at, I really tried to redirect my energy. I was listening to podcasts, listening to Live and Die in LA, right? I'm listening to music. I'm just, I stayed calm, right? I'm in the Escalade. It was a nice drive down there. That air ride suspension really had me kind of lit. Yo, I'm about to go full retard in the car. Car looks great, but I'm about to go 26s, platinum motorsports shit. You already know. Uh, anyways, one of the good things about stop uh, driving to San Diego is, you know, you got traffic, whatever. I got to stop at one of my favorite spots, and that's Raising Cane's, right? I can't have the bread, which is the fucking best. That toast is so goddamn good. But I can have chicken fingers, right, and the coleslaw. And I think right now I'm five for five for Raising Cane's, like stopping at Raising Cane's when I'm driving to San Diego. Anyway, speaking of San Diego, yo, SD has changed. It's crazy. I noticed it, right? I don't know if you guys know, but circa 2010, well, 2011 to 2015, so for like four or five years in a row, there was a few things I did. I brought the new year in San Diego every single year. You know, um, we did it at Park. Uh, we did it at, I forgot what the clubs, Flux, a couple other spots. And I was at the Big Bay Boom, which is the 4th of July, Fireworks show in San Diego. It's always fucking amazing, by the way. And uh, you know, I, I just I've just seen San Diego like I did never really paid attention, but I paid attention. And I've never seen so many people dripped out like this before. Like Balenciaga, all this crazy shit. I'm like, what the fuck? Right? But Dago was a good time, right? Dago was a good fucking time. I was there for uh almost three days. Right, but everything was open, and you know San Diego is kind of different. They, they just—I don't know what it is. If it's the, why the county is different, but it's like you don't gotta wear a mask inside fucking Starbucks, inside the hotel. You don't gotta wear a mask inside the fucking movie theater. None of that shit. In LA, people kind of still expect you to, and like you know, people still wear masks mostly indoors. But the clubs are packed in San Diego. I heard the clubs are kind of popping in LA too, but I don't go out. Right, I just let you know, but. The only people wearing masks inside the clubs or inside these like establishments that are open are the employees, which is just fucking weird to me, right? It's like, I mean, I guess, you know, to protect them, I get, I don't know, just fucking crazy. But I heard Flux was up. All right, my boy Rob Stone was like, yo, I'm pulling up, man, with DJ Envy, like, what's good? And Rob Stone, by the way, shout out to Rob Stone. He's a real San Diego native from Lemon Grove. He said my boy Dom Kennedy was there. Right. So I hit up Dom. I was like, yo, man, I can't do it, dog. I wish I could, man. You know, I, I seen the line outside and I was just plus I, you know, Friday night I had some business to attend to. Saturday night we had the team dinner. So, you know, I, I couldn't go anyway, but the city has changed. Okay. Again, I hate this word, but it is very relevant in today's business talks. Like it's so relevant. Okay. Inflation. All right, inflation must have hit San Diego. I don't fucking know. 
I just look. I remember checking out nice two-bedroom high-rises in the gas lamp with a sick-ass water or city view. Like, I'm talking about, you know, something that's at least 30, 40 stories up. Nice. And that bitch, two-bedroom, run about 500 bands. Okay, just like two, three years ago. Now, when I'm doing Zillow checks and everything, it's like upwards of a couple mil. I haven't seen a penthouse that was almost five million in San Diego, which is fucking crazy. For San Diego, man, like, you know, it ain't LA. You know, I'm just like, I'm wondering, like, where the fuck is the money coming from? Right? I'm just curious, like, where, like, you know, and I see there's some tech, like, you know, there's some kind of weirdo shit going on. I like San Diego. You know, Q wouldn't have moved to San Diego if it wasn't like Bill Gates got his crib there too. You know, I know there's not a huge trap community. I know through the border there is, but there isn't, right? So I know real estate has always been prosperous for many people. By the way, have you guys ever heard of this chick? What the fuck's her name? Pamela Grace. But it's like some, she's like on some, I don't know, it's just weird. Like this chick looks like a straight porn star, but I guess she's a hustler. She'd be selling real estate. Anyways, it just was just random. It was just, it, I talked about real estate. It's always real estate talk in San Diego. And there's a real big, crazy competition between the big real estate agents. And speaking of which, my boy, Eric Elegato, in the 2000s, he owned San Diego. Like, no cap, he sold more real estate in San Diego than anybody did in, like, first of all, he sold more real estate in San Diego than, than anybody did in the country. Any real estate agents listening to this podcast right now, and I guarantee there is a real estate agent who's listening to this podcast, okay? On a good month, you might sell three or four properties. You know, I'm talking about solo, not your agency, you. You might sell three or four on a really, really good month. Okay, he broke a record and did 800 cribs in a year. He sold 800 cribs in a year. So that's ridiculous, just be don't get the fucking loans, whatever. But you know, it's just crazy. But Eric Elegato, real estate guru, he uh he had a little unfortunate situation. You know what I mean? So he had to sit down for a little bit, but he, you know he's back up. He pulled up to my event at Cookies, and uh, but you know I'm like paying attention to like you know I'm driving around, and again, man, you know I even though I got some shit, I'm, I'm to me I'm low key, right? To the dudes who got money. They know I'm not low-key. For the dudes who are out there hustling, they probably think I'm like, they're wondering, why, why has Ben, you know, so chill, right? Like, I put things in perspective, right? Like, I'm still driving a $120,000 car. I still got $120,000 in my ears, but no people, you know, you'd have to know money to know, right? Um, still got like 40 on my wrist. I was wearing a Cartier. It was, it was my low, most low-key watch I own. That wasn't a Casio. Still had like two little small uh, diamond choker chains. It's probably like 20 bands right there, right? But I've seen dudes dripped in big chains. Like, who the fuck is a jeweler in San Diego? Because I don't know one damn jeweler in San Diego, right? There was my boy Sammy. I don't know what the fuck happened to him. But seeing guys in authentic chrome hearts, like rocking off-white shoes, right? Rocking Amiri jeans, real shit. I'm not like, where the fuck did you even, where can you even buy Amiri or chrome, let alone, there's no way there's chrome hearts in San Diego. Like, you're getting this. Where the fuck can you buy Amiri jeans in the 619? Okay. Like, I'm dead-ass curious. That shit is just crazy, right? Anyways, as always, whenever I visit San Diego, I go to visit my boy, my guy, Q Worldstar. Rest in peace. And it was Father's Day, so obviously I got to send love. And, uh, you know, I got to hang out with his son, Quinn, who now, Quinn is 21. I remember when Quinn was fucking 10. Small little dude, motherfucker, is 
six two, you know, probably got a cock down to his knees. The motherfucker's handsome as fuck, good kid, solid, right? Trying to get into SD, uh, um, San Diego State, or maybe UCSD. You know, he's just going to school, just doing his thing, man. So he pulled up on me, and we pulled up to one of our favorite pastimes, and that would be Dave and Buster's in Mission Valley. You know, uh, we had some drinks, we had some appetizers, we played some games, just shooting the shit. Like literally shooting the moon. You know what I'm saying? We just just catching up and uh always good to see my boy Quinn, man. It's like that's really like my nephew, you know. And just he actually pulled up to my strain release at Cookies Mission Valley. So some of my Mission Valley, I'm always end up somewhere over there, right? And this time, um, with the event at Cookies this time, the reason why I was a lot better is because my boy Joel, by the way, I gotta give a shout out to Hoel, right? My boy Joel, who is a key part of Ben Ball did the strain. The whole situation with me even getting into flower is because of him. I trust him because this dude is a partner at Green Door in San Francisco. He is a real true designer weed connoisseur. He just he put me up on Tabaccio uh Shabinsky's like four or five years ago. And he just dude just was always lit, right? And just a good dude, a great person you want working at a dispensary, or whatever. But he runs what, four or five dispensaries, and he is a key member, a key partner of the Ben Ball Did The Strain team, and he, uh, this motherfucker really made it happen. So he had some tickets printed up that had, you know, the Instagram app, this is not your practice life, blah, blah, whatever, and he basically made it so that if you buy at least one-eighth, well, you have to buy at least one-eighth, right, and then you get a ticket, and we printed 250 tickets, so if you give every person 30 seconds each, for a picture, to sign something, whatever, we were able to do like 200 people, right? Well, we ended up doing about a little over 200, like 220 or so, somewhere on there. And we gave out lighters. We have brand new lighters, by the way. I'm probably gonna put them on the website, not sure yet. But I got Ben Bar did the strain lighters, different color, never did a white. And, uh, you know, Joe's like, yo, man, let's give a lighter out to anyone who buys two eights. So, you know, we had a lot of motherfuckers. I bought two eights. So it was, it was it was a great event. You know, the event started out like I literally said, all right, let's get going. Boom. You know, the first five people were in line, you know, were coming. The line was all right down the block. But I'm saying the first five people inside who had already paid, ready to get, you know, a picture and everything. And Kid Cuddy, like my boy Cuddy, just randomly FaceTimes me. And I'm like, you know what? I'm in a fucking dispensary. This motherfucker smoke a lot of weed. Like, fuck this. I'm answering it. So I answered it. You know what I'm saying? I was like, yo, bro, I'm doing my meet and greet. was good, man. So, you know, he shouted out the fans, turned around, said, what's up to everyone? By the way, don't forget, Cuddy is coming on the pod for the Milestone episode 200. But uh, back to the event at Cookies. This time it was strictly business. You know, like, I, I didn't mind it either, right? It was just, I was like a machine. I was like, hey, how you doing? You know, I was trying to be as personal as possible, but it's quick. I answered a couple of small, small talk questions, basic quick questions. But for the most part, I signed a shit ton of cards. I took a pick with every single person who had a ticket and just kept it pushing. It was really like strictly business. Hayward was like, I was socializing. I had uh, my man Kells there. I had all this other stuff. Just, I was doing a whole lot of shit. I got my boy Selsky was up in there, right? But uh, I had some real day one BTB Army, uh, day one BB fans in there. Uh, some guys who actually came to my SD box, private meet, which I had a San Diego box, like private meet and greets, right? Well, we did the meet and greets for, it was like a what one hour sit down uh, for $1,000. And uh, we sold out in literally seconds. But yeah, one of the OG members, man, congrats to Raul. 
Raul is one of those dudes, and he won the one of one Beckett slabbed Tony Gwynn Project 2020 card. Uh, only like 72 people entered the private raffle, which is cool. It doesn't matter to me, but he won, and uh, I, it was good to see him win. By the way, shout out to my boy Raul, man. Thank you so much. He holds down the Dago for real. He was wearing the 619 uh, BBDTC uh, Dago baller shirt, man. I, I should have re released it for this week. But, anyways, real dope to see a real one win. I like that type of shit, right? My next strain release event will be in Sacramento on July 7th. That is a Wednesday at Cookies. Sacramento is probably going to be from 6 to 8 p.m. It's probably going to be a little hot out there. It's all good. Also, this Saturday, June 26th, right before I head out to Cabo, I will be at the grand opening of Cookies Santa Ana, and my man Burner is going to be there, right? who is like the godfather of fucking all this whole new weed movement. Uh, a lot of prominent people in the cannabis community. I'm sure some other celebrities do not forget. Uh, I'll post up the flyer this week on my story and everything. But yeah, Cookie, Sac Santa Ana, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. But back to Dago. You know, it's crazy. My, my partner, Dave, he's my other partner, and Ben Ball did the strain. He's low-key dude, right? But he's a boss. This motherfucker is a true boss baller, right? He's been in the game as long as me overall, but in the culture, but in the cannabis and streetwear game, he's at least double the time compared to me, right? And this dude can literally buy anything he wants from cribs to cars, whatever. And he did something so lit to me because we were in the chat and I was pissed off about traffic, whatever else. Like, yo, I'm coming, don't trip. Sends me a picture, Okay. Sends me a picture, says, yo, I'm, I'm on my way from Vegas. This motherfucker sent me a picture so lit. I was like, whoa, that's how you feel? And this motherfucker sent me a picture sitting in the back of Southwest. Southwest Airlines. My bro Dave flew Southwest in the back of the fucking plane from Vegas to San Diego. I was just shocked. Okay, like I ain't gonna lie to you. When I was really deep flying here and back and forth to the bay, I'd jump on Southwest. I ain't tripping. Like, I'm not gonna give a fuck. I seen Scotty Pippen on that motherfucker a couple times, right? But seeing that shit, like Dave do that, you know what I'm saying? Wearing a fucking $100,000 fucking AP, like it made me proud to know Dave. Okay, he could have chartered a jet, no problem, but not fuck it. Now, on the whole other flip side, right? A chick that I know, who I'm, I'm whatever acquaintances with, she got millions of subscribers on her YouTube. She's popular as fuck. She probably makes a shit ton of money on OnlyFans. I don't really know, but on all her social platforms, she at least has like five, six million followers, right? This chick asked me, she's like, yo, I want to cop a watch. I ain't playing no more. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want, I'm ready to get iced out. Boom. And she got shit. You know what I'm saying? She does posts, whatever. And it's all good. Look, I understand. But she tells me her budget's under 40K. And I'm like, yo, ain't nothing gold with diamonds that's under 40K in, in my, you know, my whole repertoire. It's not. Then I just kind of like just go ghost, right? And then she asks me if she could borrow the watch. I'm like, bitch, hold up. This bitch flies private all the time, right? Like I see her flying private. I'm like, yo, shit is crazy. Like that whole... Just, man, them vibes is weird to me, right? But Dave, Dave, my partner, is a real connoisseur of fine wine and good food. And I really mean that shit, like Michelin-rated restaurants. And I'm talking about in the height of this Silicon Valley shit, when SF was as up as it could be, 
Dave held it down. Top dog. Okay. He's had Michelin rated restaurant. I'm fucking three star Michelin restaurant, right? If you guys don't know, that's the highest of the high. That is as high as you get. Okay. Like that shit is no motherfucking joke. And you understand that shit is no. And San Francisco got more three star fucking uh, Michelin restaurants than anywhere. So he's like, we're going to have a team dinner on Saturday. And I was like, I already know we're going to be, we're going to have a legit meal. There's no way. He's just, he would never, ever go to Cheesecake Factory or certain place. He don't have kids though, so it's different. But he, I know it's going to be a real spot if he chooses it, right? So I let him always channel down the food. LA, different story, right? But SF, certain, I just know he's going to find it, okay? So we went to a spot, a restaurant called Anime, spelled A-N-I-M-A-E, right? Right by the bay, not too far from the telly. And I was shocked off top, like, hands down, this was the best meal I've ever had in San Diego, like, ever. It was on the level, you feel me? Like, if I was taking Kanye or Cuddy out to dinner, this is the spot 100% I'm taking them to, okay? Like, they had some really legit ribeye, they had A5 Wagyu, they had so many crazy fusion vibes, like that lumpia, kimchi, they had, like, uh, this crazy ass cauliflower, this cabbage, it was crazy. Wine was lit, food was lit. It was one of our better team dinners outside of San Francisco. Because like I said, anytime we eat NSF, it's 1000% official steez. You can't fuck with us, right? President of the United States couldn't fuck the motherfucker, no. Okay, Dave don't play around in his city and he also owns a lot of restaurants in SF. But again, this was a legit meal. I got to shout out my team, my Ben Bar did the strain team. Um, by the way, guys, if you are able to definitely check out anime, that shit is lit. Shout out again to my cookies team for putting me in the presidential suite in San Diego. Shit was lit as a mother view crazy. They really know how to treat a washed up dad like me. Apparently I'm moving a lot of weight and, uh, obviously legally. So it's a beautiful thing. I mean, who does a weed tour, right? I'm legitimately doing a weed tour. Uh, speaking of washed up though, I got a couple ads that I got to mention right now. One of them for balding ass people like me, for bald fools like myself. Okay, Miles, fuck you. Okay, I know you're you're all good back again. Your hair is all right. Anyways, Miles, let's get to these ads and we'll be right back, y'all. Hey guys, hair loss can be hard for many to deal with. Not everyone can rock it like I can. You've heard me talk about making a comeback and after seeing what Keeps did for the one half of the Dust Brothers, my boy Miles Davis, they have my full endorsement for you, the BTB Army. Two out of three men will experience some form of hair loss by the time they are 35. More than 50 million men in the US suffer from male pattern baldness. There are only two FDA-approved medications that can prevent hair loss. Keeps offers both of them. Keeps offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair, a convenient virtual doctor consultations, and medications delivered straight to your door every three months. You don't even have to leave your home. It's low cost. Treatments just start at $10 per month, and Keeps offers generic versions. Prevention is key. Treatments can take four to six months to see results, so get going now. 
If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to K-E-E-P-S dot com slash B-T-B Army to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash B-T-B Army to get your first month free. Ladies and gentlemen, as you know, this is not your practice life. Being surrounded by love and affection of my kids and my family this weekend reminds me of how precious life really is. I'd like to introduce you all to our newest sponsor, Ladder Life Insurance. It makes sense why people get life insurance, especially term coverage, which is surprisingly affordable. Why not pay a bit each month to protect the ones that you love? If you're asking yourself this question, choose Ladder. Ladder makes it impressively fast and easy to get covered. You just need a few minutes and a phone or laptop to apply. Ladder's smart algorithms work in real time, so you'll find out instantly if you're approved. No hidden fees, cancel at any time. And since life insurance costs more as you age, now is the time to cross it off your list. So check out Ladder today and see if you're instantly approved. Go to ladderlife.com slash baller. That's L-A-D-D-E-R life.com slash baller. Ladderlife.com slash baller. Guys, just so you know, I handpick every sponsor. We don't approve all the ads that come through, right? I approve Ladder Life. Attention, BTB Army. My jewelry documentary, Ice Cold, is finally coming out. All right, very soon. I have very uh, some info. Every day, some new info is coming out, right? But YouTube bought the movie. I'm not happy about that, but I thought we we're going to end up on HBO or Netflix because that's where a lot of uh, the the movies that um that uh, my partners on this project have put out. They did my boy did um, of Mike's and Men. He's done a lot of crazy, really amazing fucking documentaries, right? But I guess they came with the most. They came with the best bag and everything else. And instead of being a two plus hour flick, it will now be a docu series, right? Broken up, and I think six episodes or something. And uh, we've been working on this movie for almost four fucking years. Okay. Shout out to Peter and Sasha Jenkins from Mass Appeal, who executive produced Ice Cold, right? And they brought me on to this project. This documentary has everyone in this motherfucker. Jacob the Jeweler, Greg Yuna, uh, formerly known as Mr. Flawless. I got Eliante on there. I even got Icebox. I got TV Johnny, a.k.a. Johnny Dang in this bitch. Okay. We got old school rappers like Eric B, Rakim, Slick Rick showing all his drip. We got new cats. Of course, we got fucking ASAP Ferg on that bitch. Come on, you already know. Uh, we got, you know, new rappers. We got Lil Baby, Migos. Uh, we got my boy Jay Balvin in here. This is a full surface jewelry documentary, and I'm very proud to be a part of this project. Okay. You cannot call me a hater after you watch this because I had all those dudes on there promoting their shit. And I'm sure that, you know, they all, everyone says that the best and all that. Cool. Great. But I bet that almost 99% of those people had no idea this was my documentary. Okay. Which is better. 
And once they do find out, once all these jewelers do find out that this was my doc, they might look at me a little different. Okay? So definitely we'll be dropping some clips uh, and a lot more info soon. Uh, there's two Peters part of this project. My other Peter's going to send me this shit. But it was playing in front of a bunch of people at the Tribeca Film Festival. It was pretty fucking awesome. Uh, got some good feedback. And I'm just, uh, I'm excited. Now, I discussed with my boy, Kai, Kai Bentley. If you guys remember about six months ago, right around Christmas time, we did a, a nice little giveaway. And, uh, you know, we blessed somebody with a $40,000 Rolex president, right? Dude uh, is a Vietnamese guy, lives in Boston. He's still got that bitch gleaming in the pandemic. And it was a really amazing thing to see the dude just so, so lit. This time, I think we're going to step up our shit and we're going to give away a $60,000 watch, okay? So please stay tuned. This is not a joke. I think we're really going to run this shit really soon too, all right? I might even fuck around and maybe start this bitch this weekend. Yes, this fucking weekend we may start this shit, okay? So you guys will have to buy a collaboration tee or collab hoodie, right? It's a collab between me and Kai to enter the contest. So there'll be details and all kinds of shit. Just make sure you pay attention to the verbiage. I'm not fucking playing. This shit is serious business. Someone is going to win a $60,000 watch and it's going to be something legit, like no fuckery, real deal, all right? And there's also a cash out option, just so you guys know, okay? And so as I've mentioned before, I'm not about gossip and Hollywood shit, right? But but this is a friend of mine, okay? My boy Nick Cannon is just announced that he's having his seventh child with another model, beautiful girl, right? And I'm like, God damn. Okay, seven kids is no joke, right? I, I know a lot of them go to private school and the kids that he got with Mariah Carey, I'm sure they're good, right? But I'm not, I mean, he's good too, but I'm saying like, you know, she got, she's good, good with the bread, right? But the others, I'm sure they got at least a 50K tuition each, easy. So that shit later on is gonna be 350 bands a year just for his kids to go to school. We ain't talking about college. A lot of people don't get that unless you live in LA or live in New York and understand nothing wrong in public school. It's just my kids don't go to public school, you know? And it's just, I wouldn't even mind it. My wife is just, it's not even a fucking, uh, it's not even up for discussion, okay? And there's nothing wrong with public school. Just saying my kids don't go to one and neither do his. So God bless Nick Cannon, bro, but also God damn. Like, I couldn't imagine four kids even. Another one, man, like money, you know, if you got money, of course, money is the, maybe the easiest part if you have it, right? If you don't have it, yes, it's tough. But raising them, whole different level. That, that shit is a whole, di- you know, like a lot of people's first father days was, was this week, um, it's yesterday, and and uh, my boy Paul, you know, Paul Jamil is one of my best friends. He had his first kid a month or so ago, and he just became, and he's like, yo, I have a different, I have a newfound respect for you. I'm like, no shit, motherfucker. Okay, <laughs> anyways, right about now, I want to give a shout out to another young boss. By the way, Paul Jamil is a young boss, but I want to give a shout out to another young boss who's making big moves, been making big moves, and his name would be Steve Will Do It, right? Steve is actually a part of the Nug Boys. Actually, he is a co-founder of the Nug Boys, right? Uh, 
He is crushing it beyond belief. As I said before, he has this new seltzer, uh, Happy Dad, and that shit is broke records. Motherfucker broke California state liquor sales records, okay? But uh, I made him a custom chain, a cryptocurrency chain, which I'll be delivering either tomorrow or Wednesday, depending on what time I get back tomorrow. You know what? I might fuck around. We'll see. You know what? Fuck everyone. I might fuck around. Come back on Wednesday. Fuck you, right? Anyway, speaking of chains... I'm sure most of you saw the chain that I made for Murakami. He commissioned me for that job uh, that a pop quartet uh, called End of the World, End of the World, the uh, pop group, they booked him to have me do the chain. And that shit took almost four months to complete and nobody even knew, right? I was sitting on it because, you know, obviously you can't fucking deliver this shit, right? Chain is insane. It's the gradient, all that shit, doing everything. I can't even get to Tokyo to deliver the chains. So that's why I've been kind of sitting on it. I was like, you know what, fuck this. Let me drop something because people talking shit. I got all these weirdos saying this, that, and the third. And and um, the guys in Tokyo, including Murakami, he can't come here. So it's going to be interesting how patient everyone gets because it's, it's making me crazy, right? But that shit was over half a million dollars, bro. So y'all have to understand. Like, I appreciate all the love that I've seen in the comments. I see the haters too. This is the funny thing about the situation. I'm not going to get into a Kevin Hart fucking rant, which I don't know. If I had that kind of bread that Kevin had and those type of accolades with that level, you know, shit, even though I don't think Kevin Hart's funny, you know, he's created a fucking, he's a monster. Nobody in the jewelry game has had this level of quality. These levels of pieces, these collaborations, museum quality jewelry, and has done it for this long and not only consistently, but leveling up every year. I would love one of you motherfuckers to tell me somebody's like, just don't stop it, bro. Stop, man. Can't wait till you guys see Ice Cold and see how I talk about this shit. But um, yeah, speaking of uh, the Bay, so yeah, I'm only going to be in the Bay for 27 hours. I stay long. We'll see. But I might connect with the godfather of trolling. Like, this dude was way before 6ix9ine, just on a different level. I've rocked with this dude way before I fucking rock with fucking 6ix9ine. And it's that dude I've talked about before. I've had my little issues with him before, but no, nothing serious, right? His name is It's Lavish Bitch, right? Yeah, that crazy-ass Indian kid, Param, or Param, Param Sharma, went to fucking Albany High School, okay? <laughs> Like, that just, want to talk about some random ass coincidence with him and fucking my boy Lil B going this crazy. But he's down to come on, tell his story on BTB. He don't even care about like promoting shit or anything, but he's down to talk to the God, your boy, Jacqueline John Cusack, right? And let y'all know what's good with his life, what's he go, what he got going on, like, what is he doing now? How is he making money? You know, what the whole situation was. I don't know how truthful he'll be. Hopefully he will be. Sounded pretty genuine. I had a little conversation with him, right? But he recently got arrested for driving his Tesla from the back seat. People were calling the police. He was on the fucking Bay Bridge on the 101. He was on the freeway just, just acting a fool, right? And that shenanigan cost him his license. Like, they revoked it. There's no, like, six months to spend. With it. He, they revoked his license maybe for good. Okay, so this dude is tripping, like, you know. Um, anyways, I might link with dude while I'm here in San Francisco just for the, you know, one time for the fucking, uh, for the wildlife fun because, uh, you know, he's a bay cat and he was always trolling motherfuckers in San Francisco. It's just funny, man. It's crazy. I was fucking seven years ago. It just felt like forever. Anyways, if not, 
going to get him on the pod regardless. Uh, like I said, we chopped up. We were on the phone for like 30, 40 minutes while I was in San Diego, just chopping up. I just want to see what do, you know, try to get in his head and everything. Seemed like a really solid, cool dude. He's heavy into crypto. You know, he might have some insight. You know, it's a business show, so we'll see what's up. Uh, shout out to Stefan Parsons. Stefan or Stefan Parsons, he, this motherfucker is a NASCAR driver. He wrapped his entire car in Dogecoin theme. Like, yo, he has a legit Doge car, right? NASCAR, by the way. And he did it for the Tennessee Lottery 250 race that just happened this weekend. Speaking of Doge, I know, y'all. I know. Shit is down bad right now, okay? It's, it is what it is, man. It's, it's part of crypto. You know, there was a point in time, where, like I said, Bitcoin was down for a long time. It was down for, you know, a couple years. It hit up, went up, went down. It's just kind of weird. Shit is, it's, you know, it's the game. But it is the future. So just know that. Shit is not a joke. But look, when it comes to Doge, guess what, guys? I'm still holding, all right? Holding on for dear life. And understand, I own a shit ton of Dogecoin, right? Over, well over a million coins, right? I have, I am a token-ass Dogecoin, Doge father motherfucker. So we shall see what happens. But if, if it gets near the 10 cent mark, I may say fuck it and buy some more. But meanwhile, diamond hands only, guys. No pussy shit, Right? You don't sell at this time. This is fucking stupid. Okay? Okay, y'all. Pivot. Pivot for real. Pun intended. NBA talk, y'all. <sighs> I'm just at shock right now. I just I really can't believe the Nets lost to the shitty ass Bucks. And I know PJ Tucker listens to the show once in a while. He's hit me up about doing a, a, a chain uh, or I forgot what the fuck you wanted a ring or something. But I think if the Bucks win the title, which is, I don't think it's, I mean, I don't know. But if they win the chip, I think they still should fire Bud. Okay. That yeah. fucking fraudulent ass team, man. PJ is the only motherfucker. I've, but they, they, like, look, Bud is trash. Giannis is trash. They're just trying to market the motherfucking overseas players from the NBA. Look, I don't think that they're going to beat Atlanta. I truly got a feeling that Atlanta's going to fuck around and make it to the Eastern Finals. I think they're going to make it to the Finals, period. I'm sorry. Not the East. What the fuck am I talking about? To the Finals, period. All right? Atlanta showed out. As I said in the last episode, or I've been saying for a little while, I actually want Atlanta to win it all. Even over the Suns. Even though I said I wanted a CP3, I want Chris Paul to get his ring. Fuck that. Right? Ben Simmons played fucking terrible. And that's actually a friend of mine, right? He's a little bit better than an acquaintance, right? This dude's been in my house. Like, that just fucking just sad, man. Philly fans weren't having it. You see motherfuckers throwing trash, like, on the fucking court. Like, just fucking sad, man. I just can't believe they didn't. But you know what? Like I said, Atlanta, they deserve it more. Um, I would love to see Atlanta Suns. But um, speaking of the Suns, you know what? They got game one of the Western Finals against the bitch-ass Clippers, right? They're missing CP3, and uh, the Clippers are missing Kawhi. And I got to say this. If Kawhi don't come back, then it's really a riggedy rap. It could be a sweep. Now, if Kawhi comes back maybe in game three, or you know, and he's at least 85% strength, then you know what? Um, 
he might fuck around and take it to a game seven, you know, this what up, you know, but for the most part, I think it's curtains for Blob City, right? I just, I don't know, man, because CP3 is coming back for game two, right? 100% by game three, CP3 is coming back, and I just know if it go to seven, look, man, it's, man, because they're going to have a healthy team. They're, they're saying that CP3 ain't got no symptoms. He was vaccinated. He ain't tripping. Yo, he's about to give it his all. So now a Suns versus Hawks final would be lovely, but I don't know at that point. Man, it's going to be ugly. You know, it's to Trey's balling, and, you know, he's taking out some vets, but, like, this is a different, I don't know, man. This is a, this is a different thing. It's, uh, I'm not mad. Uh, rumor talk around the NBA. Lakers are going to try to get Spencer Dinwiddie, and I am fucking here for it, right? They are trying to get Spencer with Dinwiddie. They're about to trade trash-ass, terrible Kyle Kuzma, man. Kuzma is so fu- Kuzma reminds me of like black jelly beans. All right, or black licorice, straight basura. And it's fucked up because his girlfriend is like my homie. Like we're for real homies, my homie Winnie. And he's real close to my boy Luigi. And like, I don't even, I just, I don't, bro, man, he just got to go. Right. Like I, I started thinking about the Seahawks when I think of Kyle. I just can't. By the way, Seahawks, I just, I'm so fucking excited, man. But guys, man. That is all the time we have today, right? Semi-short episode, but yo, I got straight to the point, you know, got into the gangster shit. Stay tuned for an interview this Thursday. I'm definitely gonna drop an interview this Thursday. I had a couple in the queue, like I said. Um, I'm gonna try to get my man, Lavish Bitch, on the show. And as always, look at guys, I appreciate you all so much, all right? And I'm sorry, all that's on my mind right now is that in six days, six days, I will be in Cabo San Lucas on our first full family vacation in Cabo. Okay, I cannot wait. Kai, I can't wait. My wife got a bikini for every single day. I think I might have trunks for, yo, I'm like, I'm down 17 pounds. All right, your boy can't wait to eat some motherfucking carbs. All right, I might even not eat, I don't know. See, but I just wanted just I just the private beach at the resort we're staying at. Like I might try to squeeze two more pounds, get sexy for some pics, and then the rest of the trip I'm splurging. Gonna eat it, eat it. You know what I'm saying? Hit the office, all that. Like yo, Baja California, y'all. Here I come, motherfucker. But again, um, yes, my eyes are set on the Sierra Cortez, and right about now, my boy Lakey Lake is gonna play some music to match my mood and exit this episode guys like i said man love you guys see y'all soon see y'all thursday all right y'all god bless peace